round of kind of either closing comments can be responses to those questions um, and can also be other observations before we um, turn to Setsu um, and um, close us out. Um, so maybe we can, somebody want to start us off? I'm feeling like a talk show host for just a little bit here. <laughs> I'll go first so then I don't have to go last. Um, yeah, I, I guess um, first I wanted to again thank everybody and thank all the people participating online in whatever way you are. It's really amazing. Um, I've learned so much today. Um, and I guess I just wanted to kind of quickly flag because I think it's really important and it's the space that we're in right now. And it's one of the um, alleged alternatives that the university is really pushing is this um, push towards a similarly carceral a mental health service provider model that actually directly reproduces all the logics of the prisons, right? And so when we're talking about abolition, we're also talking about the abolition of psych jails as jails themselves and um, radically uh, transforming the way that we think about mental health. And so it's not just calling social workers that are pretty much like, you know, smaller versions of police, right? That's not what we're asking. We're asking for a total transformation of the way in which we think about community, about community health, and about kind of collective resilience. And so I just wanted to flag that as something that's really important because it's definitely coming our direction. So we have to be ready to, ready for it. Um, so two things I wanna say, one um, is appreciation, you know, like you always appreciate at the end, but there is something very specific I wanna appreciate about this discussion, which is I'm leaving feeling more optimistic than I started when I came. And I think in part, it um, there's something about the combination of comments that makes me want to think more deeply about not giving up on the university, but really, really transforming it. Um, and I'm, you know, sort of taking some of the ideas that all of you have shared and said, we're here. And there's, um, there's a possibility of some joy, a lot of people want to learn things, there's community in classrooms, there's knowledge that's being produced, there's, so it's, I, I'm feeling like I want to reimagine what a university could look like if it did all the things that education, like as a big thing, promises it would. Um, and, you know, Paula, I'm, I'm, sort of mo moved by how you described um, Chile and what happened and how, how do we how do we do that again right we have the we, we I think we can so that's just so I, I can't do the deep thinking about it but I do feel inspired to do that and then second is I saw a few comments and I want to go back to something that I think about is I we have to figure out something about the radical transformative possibility of community colleges and I feel like so much of this discussion is at sort of elite four-year institutions. We talk about graduate students. All of those are important things, but there is something for me about community colleges, two-year institutions that is under uh, engaged in this discussion. So maybe it'll get picked up in the third teaching. And thanks to everyone for giving me a chance to rethink. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! My name is Jackie Fielder. I'm an indigenous, Latina, and queer educator. I stood up to fossil fuel companies, Wall Street lobbyists, and racist police unions, and won. Now, I'm running for state senate and standing up to the most real estate-backed politician in California. Changing times call for new leaders with bolder visions of our future. That means real rent and mortgage cancellation, an indigenous wildfire task force, expanded public school funding, a Green New Deal for California, single-payer health care, defunding the police, and reinvesting in communities, saving public transportation, and taxing the wealthy. 
and you know I can deliver because I am the only candidate to reject both direct contributions and indirect support from real estate interests, charter school advocates, law enforcement unions, rideshare and car companies, billionaires, and fossil fuel interests. 2020 is the year that we take back our district, our state, and our country for working people. Please vote Jackie Fielder for State Senate by November 3rd. I am Italian, and we brought you Fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey you, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a
MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm? Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.
what a beautiful theme song to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Glad to be here. Glad to, Glad to be here. We have a special guest. We have Paul and Mrs. Christine from the podcast show prior to us, From the Edge of Insanity. Uh, please give it up for Paul Brumbaugh and uh, uh, Mrs. Christine. Good to see you guys. Yay. Yay. Woohoo. Glad to be here. Well, we're excited. Yeah, well, we can't celebrate the summer without watching a movie uh, together. And uh, that's the premise of our show. We're best known as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym. You can find our podcast by that in those initials. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube with those initials. And you can find us on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. You can hear us first prior to the podcast drop uh, every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm. We stream first there, and prior to our show is Paul Brumbaugh's show. Paul, do you want to give a description of your show? Absolutely. People ask me all the time, what is my format? There is no format. Um, but one thing that, that is a staple is every week we do talk to Patrick Carlin, which yeah. you guys are uh, – he's infamous with you two. So uh, Patrick Carlin's there every 420 for the 420 shout-out. We do news. We uh, do comedy, music, and much, much more. So definitely check out The Edge of Insanity from 12 to 2 on Mutiny Radio. Sounds great. So you can make it an afternoon and listen to streaming shows on mutinyradio.fm. They're our only sponsor. Will we suggest go to Venmo and donate money to at Mutiny Radio. And meanwhile, we want to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we're watching Burglar, 1987. <gasps> Burglar. That's what you put in the Whoopi Goldberg engine. Yes, Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Gotcha. How many E's are in Burglar? <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> Just we the like one. Okay. Um, you know the channel Full Screen Movies Collection. That's for us. Ooh. Yeah, classy. Okay, so go ahead and find the link. It's called Whoopi Goldberg Burglar Comedy Crime Full Movie 180p. Uh, click the link, hit pause, move the little marker to 000. We have none other than the Countdown King himself. But yes, the maestro descending numerals to do our countdown. It's your Sunday afternoon. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Will you please give us the honor, Paul Brumbaugh? Hey, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's Burglar. It's Berglar. I'm sure you uh, pronounce it correctly. Here we go. You guys know the drill. Let's do this in true quarantine style. Make sure you've washed your hand before you touch your device. And let's do this yeah. thing. Put the hand over the triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, wow. I think it's a little hard. On... Salvador Dali. Wow. No, wait. Hold on. Warner <laughs> Brothers. It's the heat wave in Burbank. It's a lot. The, the oh, Warner Brothers block gets really hot. This is Time Warner, uh, AOL hey. Time Warner. So it's oh, hey, Alcatraz. 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 Look at that Alcatraz fog. In the old Bay Bridge. Old Bay Bridge. The old gay Pre bridge. Pre-earthquake. Oh, Pre-earthquake. Yeah, this movie is totally 87. Yeah. Two years before the big one. So we'll see a lot of things that are not now in the city. Uh... Like various, I don't know, mouse traps and. Well, there's right still now a we got. Tram but they're still there. Yeah, they're thirty years later. They look fucking the same. Anymore. 
<laughs> All the assholes are still coming out. We're in Marin County. Clearly. Fancy. Choose your favorite character, right? Did Johnny love Chauncey? You're a big Aaron Marin County fan? <laughs> I loved um, Aaron Marin County. Shock Watts, man. He Shock Watts. You know, it's a good movie when he starts off with the star's ass. <laughs> scratching her ass. Yeah, she's scratching her ass for a shot. Ooh, the Rin horses. That's the horse Bobcat. train. Bobcat. One of Bobcat's best movies ever, by the way. He Better is than Hot Trot? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I like Hot Trot, oh, too. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, it is an awesome movie. Oh, and G.W. Bailey. It wasn't G.W. Bailey in uh, Police Academy movies. Yeah, yeah, but he's also in a current show that Christine watches all the time. Uh, what's the name of the show? The Closer. The Closer. Oh. Detective Lieutenant Louis Provenza. Yeah. Louis Provenza. He's Provenza. Provenza. I don't think I've ever seen that show. Does she have a tattoo of a tear in her eye? Yeah, she is an ex-con in this film, and that lets us know that. So she killed a man, oh, right? Isn't that that John Goodman. John Goodman. Nothing like an 80s film with 80s Goodman. He was so good in, in Revenge Isn't of the Nerds. Isn't Anne DeSalvo the one from uh, SCTV? No. No, you'll you'll know her from um, she was the prostitute in Arthur. Right. Okay. You'll know her face. Arthur Spiegelman's totally, life. That prostitute. I totally thought she was the. Totally thought she was the lady from uh, SCTV. Andrea Martin, maybe. Andrea Martin County. <laughs> Inside that box is a button. So it's just act like the maid bound for the box. Just puts it in her bag. So you like the song, right? Reach for the, raise up your head and reach for your dreams, burglar. <laughs> it's a totally 80s song. And like sometimes songs you used to like and then they don't hold up. But I got to tell you, I was there in the 80s and I hated this kind of music. It's a dime a dozen. You can't be like uh, making a movie without an inspirational theme song. But I mean, it had that like "I'm Young" drum machine, right? And and those terrible synthesizers. Okay. Right. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop Right. Yeah, like Harold Holtemeyer or something. Oh come on! So they've got Tina E in, in the E Street Band and there a couple. Of, what was Tina E's group? Miami Sound Machine, right? Right. Now, Whoopi has been casing this joint out for two weeks, okay? And she knows this guy's routine. He goes jogging, and it lasts 20 minutes. But for some reason, today he decides something feels wrong, and he turns around and starts heading home. He has a sixth sense. You know that paper towel roll, if you stick it in front of your eyes, it makes it look like a periscope. Yup. You only see one. Yeah. Here, Pretty crafty. Like, ah, I'm drunk. Tunnel vision. 
it's so many things you can do with a used paper towel. I just wouldn't throw it in the garbage just yet. You can make a periscope. Well, you would you need break two in. of them, Mike, two of them to make a periscope. Oh, right, to make a break. <laughs> I'm just making a scope. There's their letters. She's checking the time. She knows everything's cool. But we can see over her shoulder the guy's going to be returning early. Right. Damn fucking ruin. Oh, she's having a smoke, too. Well, she's, she's got the gloves on, so they'll never trace this. They, uh... Ooh, the S. Simon. Oh, he deserves a smoke after all that shit. Now, this is what she's going looking for. It's a very rare, yeah, yeah, here's valuable stick. And there he is. Ooh. Yeah, you can see in the background. Wow, it's Elvis' that, lens stamp. That looks like young Elvis. Old Elvis. He can't uh, because he forgot his cigarette. I'm sorry. Now, this looks like I a game in the house. Somebody is smoking a cigarette. What the hell? Yeah, right. You would notice that now. Not that someone broke in and someone broke in and lit up a cigarette. Totally and he notices his watch is gone, his money is gone. Something's wrong. He doesn't notice. He doesn't, smell notice anything he doesn't notice the watch yet. He just kind of smells something and senses something's weird. Where my and watch? He, now, now the watch is gone. Now he knows fucking something's going on. Excuse my language, kids at home. Watchkeeper. Now this isn't planned. Oh, here comes his personal driver. And she's totally doing no. like what you do when the police come and you're smoking a joint. You got to put out your cigarette when the Uber shows up. I love it because they don't acting. even notice that she has two. Doesn't even notice that they don't notice that she has two teardrops. Like she's been in jail for killing two people. I know that's, right. that's the craziest thing. Just an old lady with two prison uh, tats. I thought that they were black teardrops, but it was just um, her skin tone. Oh really? Thank you for the clarification. That's why we go to Carl. Carl, let's go to the booth and see what Carl says. Yeah, check it out on the Prejudice Coast. Yeah, the Prejudice Coast. Yeah, man. Our, this coast has improved. Yeah, the funny thing Even is he's wearing, a fila, uh, he's wearing a fila uh, jogging suit. He's all fitted up. I wonder oh, if that was she has escaped. So she's escaped, and now we meet Carl. Coincidentally named Carl, and that is uh, of Crazy course our animal. favorite comedian, and he is a dog groomer. And he watches vintage uh, game shows. Now are they back in San Francisco? Yeah, and it's her. her it's her best friend, um, Carl. 
Carl Hefflers. Oh. Yeah, some Thank of the Carl. funniest exchanges in this movie. Yeah. Okay, now, this well, really this doesn't movie... make sense yeah. to me. She's an ex-con, but she's also the owner of a small business. She sells books. Hate Street this books. This looks like the Anarchist. Yeah. She just run it for whoever... It looks like the anarchist uh, bookstore, the one that's on Hate Street, uh, or the record what store. There's that? a record store that was in there. Yeah, there's the the sorry, the the police academy guy. It's Hate Street right. Books, and I hate street books. <laughs> you remember Hate Street Records? You love street records. No, they definitely have to be up off the street. This is a record store. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if it's still around, but uh, right before Hayden Ashbury. You can see the minibuses behind it, too. It looked like sardines back then. Oh, she sells keys, too. They sell everything. Yeah, I don't understand yeah, don't that. Okay, now, she's locking up the door, and she's putting clothes sign up. And the guy who's buying books doesn't understand what's going on. Right. So now, she takes his one paperback, rings it up, and it comes to $64. And he's like, what? That's a lot back then. There you go, it's three dollars. But I just wanted uh, how to influence, uh, how to win and influence people, win win people and influence friends. Now she's just really curious about what's in his bag. Exactly right. Come on, tell me what's in your bag. Your keys. They're a bunch of locks. I don't think you'd be interested. It's his lunch from his home. Oh, you're shoplifting this book, too? That'll be $84. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, not, not good to have a gun in a bookstore. That's not fair. Three against one. Smith, Wesson, and Whoopi. <laughs> now look, remember she locked the door? Suddenly it's unlocked? No, she didn't unlock it. She, she, she changed the sign. She locked it too? Yeah, the internet thought that that was a continuity gap. He goes, she goes, oh, yeah, hey man, weren't that. you in that... Uh, Police Academy movie. <laughs> with Bobcat. Yeah. Bobcat was in two, three, and four. Two probably is the best. Oh, these books. Look at that corduroy jacket. Yeah. Okay, so what we find out now is this guy is an ex-cop, and he's got something on Whoopi that could send her back to jail. So he told her about the rare stamp... Okay, and she went and stole it. She she's supposed to sell it and give him twenty thousand dollars. She's he's putting the squeeze on her. 
Wow, this movie hasn't even started yet, and this guy's already. No, he was in Mannequin, right? He was like, in he's, Mannequin. He's in <clears throat> yeah, he, it's not just Police Academy. No, no, Although he, he got was also a regular on MASH. Oh, that's right. right. Was he Rizzo or something? Rock? Yeah, he was Luther something Rizzo like on MASH from 79 to 83. Ah, Rizzo, I was right. That's right. Oh, my God. That's basically the full span of the show. Now Whoopi's having hardship because she just can't sell her stamp. Too hot. Marin's gleaves are coming in. Now, where I know G.W. Bailey first, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Police Academy movies like you are. I first bumped into him in Rustler's Rhapsody. Oh, my God. What a film. And that's that was the, two years earlier. Tom yeah. Tom, yeah. right. What's Tom his name? Barringer. Tom, Tom, what's his name? Barringer. Barringer. Yeah, Who's also Barringer. in Platoon. I love that guy. What's the one? Uh, Hide and Place. Side or no, it's the one with him and Sidney Poitier. Time to kill. Uh, or no? Yeah, that was uh, Raps, Raps, Rhapsody in the Sun. Oh, I know him from Minor That's League. That's another one. That's not the same one. Oh, yeah, Minor League. Yeah, Tom Berenger. This is back when we all were watches. Now, the the guy who she can't sell the stamp to, like, felt her pain. And so she gave, he gave her the inside scoop on a job for a dentist. And he's, she's going to check it out right now. Huh. She's not writing off a, a dental clean up on the, on the production bill, is she? I think my character needs to get her teeth cleaned. Yeah. Whoopie, don't pull that shit on us. And then uh, maybe go to the optometrist, get an eye check. Oh, this is back when you could smoke in the dentist's office. That's right. Ma'am, can you put your cigarette down? I'm trying to... Okay, now, this is a stereotype about dentists who get fresh with their patients, and we're going to see him, like, rub his crotch on her hand. It was a coincidence. It just happened. Uh, nah. There. Oh. <laughs> rub it in. What a coincidence. Little love rub. Well. Oh, here yeah, she is, Susan one. Sarandon. What? That's like, Susan. No, that's not Susan That's like a dude. What are you talking about? Susan Sheldrake. That's what's her face. Wow, Susan Sarandon. Uh, that's not Susan Sarandon. I loved her in Witness. She was great, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Okay, so now Susan Sarandon's noticing she's got a cavity. Uh-oh. 
so you did hear us. That's no way that's Susan Sarandon, right? Sure. She has had a great career, Susan. She said it very good. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's uh, Leslie Ann Warren is her name. But yeah, I that's a, her name. You're just trying. That's right. Yanking your. To say the guy, one guy's rubbing his crotch, you're yanking my dog. <laughs> Man, Meryl Streep really knows how to play uh, play this role. So what we've learned is she has an ex-husband, and the ex-husband essentially stole her jewelry. But she can't report it missing to the police because she gets paid a lot of times by illegals, and she gets paid in cash. And so she's been buying the jewelry to hide from the IRS, so she can't go to the cops. Yeah. She's laundering the jewelry. So she's going to give me inside tip on his apartment how to get in here's the key get me my jewelry back and whoopi demands twenty thousand dollars because that's what she's got to pay um uh gw bailey 25 yeah yeah she asked for 25 but she has to pay um dude 20. so she's gonna pocket an extra five thousand dollars that is immoral Hang on, let me check the. Let me get my calculator. This is every apartment. It's every apartment. Every apartment in San Francisco, by the way. That's what they all look like. Oh, beautiful. Oh, like I, you know, I'm in a good apartment. California. Hill. Yeah. yeah. I've been to like an apartment. In the yeah. So yeah, it's by the synagogue. The ex-husband but. has gone out, and now shes it's her chance to sneak in and uh, start burglaring. Some of this stuff looks so beautiful in this movie. And you can tell it's the architecture of the Bay Area. The way how everything's kind of compact. and mm-hmm. There's like the, the, the yeah. walls are kind of divided a little bit. Uh-oh. Hello, we must go to the opera house. <laughs> you think they're going to the symphony or the opera house? Probably magic flute. Oh, yes, it must be Christmas. Okay, so she goes in, and a burglar alarm goes off, and she's mad at Susan Sarandon. Thanks for letting me know about the burglar alarm. Yeah. Why well, didn't we even hire you? My favorite thing about this podcast is you, you totally get out of the sound down. You just got to listen to Carl. Oh, that's my job. That, oh, I don't yeah. know if you know. That's my job. It sounds like you oh, guys no have, yeah. it. it sounds like you guys have seen this movie before, but usually Mike is the audience who's never seen it, and I let him know what's going on. That's my gig. Yeah, we've seen this a couple of times. However, full disclosure, I've seen Burglar one million times. Mm-hmm. Not my first radio when it comes to burglar. I, I have a copy of the DVD at home. Uh, and, well, right in my home studio, I should say. I love this film. When I first found out she was in it, I was like, whoopee! <laughs> Goldberg. Well, Carl, we were talking about the history of this film. This was based on a, a detective books by Lawrence Block, and it was a white guy thief. And they were supposed to have Bruce Willis play the white guy thief That's with Rookie right. as his yes. sidekick. 
and Bruno said, I'm out of here. I got to go to Montclair State College. Fuck you. And so Whoopi became the star, and Bobcat became the Whoopi sidekick. And Lawrence Walk's like, wait a minute. My character is not Whoopi Goldberg. But his loss, I think this is a great movie, and it's a good way to introduce the, the series. Now, when they, I saw an interview for this with Whoopi, and they were like, how did the, you handle the change in gender? And she said, we just removed all the things about sex, and a woman could play the part. Oh. So probably in the original, he was rubbing his hand against the, the, dental, the female dentals of uh, <laughs> So we see mirrors on the ceiling. We're basically seeing a lot of things in the apartment that make Whoopi think that this guy's a jerk. Nothing wrong with seeing your big man. Yeah. But, you know, missionary style, you look up at the ceiling, you see your pale ass, it's exciting. Um, what's not believable in this film is she puts the ice cream back. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> It is dryer, so fuck that shit. It's, dryers for life. Look at all the chunking. Yeah, look at the old dryer packages. <laughs> chunking. Chunking, yeah. It's a lot of frost in that freezer, too. Oh. Lean now cuisine. This look is, how much it costs. Yeah, this is lean cuisine, because if you ate that jewelry, you wouldn't gain a pound. <laughs> So the Why guy you who wrote, take the... he, wouldn't, um, he won, let's see, he won the Peabody Award for peeing on somebody. <laughs> somebody. Mr. Peabody does not appreciate that joke. <laughs> I lived my entire life as a Peabody. Now, <laughs> we don't just pee on anybody. If you guys know this film, you know that there's some very unfunny stuff going on right now. What do you mean? She's she's doing monologue right now. I think pretty funny here. That's All right, listen to the audio. Listen to the audio. Oh, she's sounding French. Yeah, yeah but she's talking about it. I I wouldn't wear this. I wouldn't watch dogs fucking this. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, I'd watch, I'd watch dogs fucking this. The book was called, created um, the fashion. The book was called Burglar in the Closet. Um, and it was it was a it was a hit, you know. Lawrence Block, just like you said. And he also did a walk among the tombstones, Mr. Blueberry Nights and Eight Million Ways to Die. Oh, I love that movie. Eight Million Ways to Die. Have you ever seen that? Do you recommend it? Should Great. I read it? Yeah. yeah, if you see it, you know, it's not going to pop up anywhere, but if it does pop up, go ahead and check it out. I read a comic book version of it, too. It's The, the book itself is about, like, a, a thief in recovery. Like, he's, you know, he's trying not to drink during the whole escapade. And yeah, that's It's a pretty right. solid that's, movie. Right. The book, I think, in my opinion, is a lot deeper than the movie. Yeah, the hey, movie's the way, flashy. The yeah, a lot of product placement in this. I want to go to Sharper Image after watching this film, buy an answering machine. Yeah, that answer machine, yeah. Sharper Image. Do you remember when James Bond used his Sharper Image credit card to Jimmy open the door? Right. It was Roger Moore. 
That was a times kill, I think. So what's happened here is our hero has come home with a girl, and now they're doing it. Oh, right. Do you, do you, do you, do you want me to sing uh, Trapped in the Closet? Do you, do you, do you, do you. It was Whoopi in the closet, closet, and it was Whoopi on the bed. Because there's Whoopi happening in the bed, and there's Whoopi in the closet. Yeah, they were, they're making Whoopi in the bed, and they're, they're hiding Whoopi in the closet. Well, she knows what it is. Whoopi don't recognizes touch, Don't Whoopi. touch that bed. It's got Whoopi on it. Oh. Yeah, I guess you. That is some 80s ass right there. She's locked in the closet because, now. Because everybody locked wow. the closet door. Kick to the face and then locked in the closet. Yeah, you got locked the closet door. You never know what's going to happen during sex. During doggy style, you might steal your clothes. I saw I this Tom Cruise movie, and he was in the closet. Uh -huh. Which movie was that? His whole All career. <laughs> the funny thing is that he never came out. Still there. My first scene in Eyes Wide Shut. In Eyes Wide Shut, he goes, ugh, straight sex, blech. Blech. I mean, he's been in the closet so long, he's got mothballs. Well, that's not his balls short, or her mom. <laughs> his balls or mom. How do you smell mothballs? With your nose? Hold the wings. Hold you hold the wings. wings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Carl, here we go. What's happening? Uh, okay, he, she heard a murder is what's happening. Now her bag is missing of the jewels, and she heard him get murdered. He heard he the is. girl leave. Yeah, he had sex. The girl left. Somebody, some man came in. And you Freddy. see there's a dental, a, a piece of dental equipment stuck in his chest. Was he supposed to be framed? No, she doesn't get framed. They find out she... Later on, they discover that she was there, and that was their way to to frame her. She, they didn't plan to frame her. Gotcha. So now she's with her best friend, Carl, in San Francisco, like, pouring out her woes, and she needs the 20 grand, and Bobcat suggests she goes on $20,000 pyramid. It's so obvious. <laughs> He always plays the Jet Xer in these movies, right? He's always got the ironic uh, Hawaiian T-shirt on it. And he's always referencing TV. And uh, Police Academy, he's like watching Leave the Beaver and Crying. Right. Uh, remember, he was watching a Family Affair when uh, Family Affair. When that guy. That's what in, it was. Yeah, he went in undercover. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. right. That was. Just is on patrol. Yeah, I love that. Well, because that was an aesthetic, like, to be an ironic white guy in the 80s. You had to wear, like, an ironic T-shirt, and you have to like Bobcat, for sure. I mean, he, his humor was the, the epiphany of it. Yes, who's in the building? So they're talking about how they hate Bruce Willis. <laughs> Fuck Bruce Willis. Sam? Glad he's not in this movie. 
Sam Kinison hated Bobcat and accused him of stealing from him. Wasn't it Andrew Dice Clay that they butted heads? They butted heads with? Well, that was, I think, on Howard Stern's show. Yeah. It was sort of fabulous. Well, fuck. Yeah, come on. I mean, Sam Kinison and Bobcat. Bobcat's a really strange bird. I don't think anyone's like him. Right. I think I mean, that there was some screaming. That's And, you know, that's what Sam Kinison was all about. So that's why he was accusing him. I don't know. He was a very uh, troubled man, Sam Kinison. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, with Bobcat was, he, was, he had a lot of, he had a lot of demons. Oh, there we go. Channel 2 News, Barbara Simpson. Yeah, what we're finding oh, out yeah. now is that Susan Sarandon That's has real. been a, has been uh, not arrested, but taken in on suspicion of the murder of her husband. What is that across the street, Mike? What is that across well, the that street? Is that that's street street? Looks it's like the red Victorian. Looks like the red Victorian. I know it's it's by a school. Yeah, red Victorian. Oh, you think it's a red Vic? That's way further down. Yeah. Look at the Keith Haring T-shirt. Look across, look across the street. When you when you see it out the window, it looks like all red. I think it's a head shop now. Like I, I don't think it's the Red Vic at all. I, I think it's on the, a couple of blocks further uh, down. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, because there was a, a record like, store that like was in. I like watching the scenes, the San Francisco scenes of this movie and picking it out. I can pick out... Well, this is a perfect movie for us. Right. There's a, there's a lot of scenes where, especially the car, when she gets, she's on a motorcycle, she drives all around the city. Right. Be prepared, Carl. I have notes about the, the chase scenes. Okay. Can you believe they go down the street? And then they're on Fifth Street. Give me a break. It doesn't make sense. Okay, now doesn't make sense. Funny scene in which he gets mad at the door. Uh, why? Because it's a jar. Yeah, look at that. Damn screen door. Now here's some serious Susan Sarandon acting. <laughs> she won her first Oscar. Talented. And her lady. best supporting goes to Susan Sarandon, Barglar. Now he really is the, going the, the lawyer. His name is Carson. Carlson? What's up with this movie? Like Johnny Carson. Carson. Oh, I was just saying there's Carl and there's Carl. Oh, Carson. Okay. I thought this guy likes a lot of Carl. Now, this is funny because it's like, how long can they keep me? And he's like, 72 hours. And she goes, how many days is that? And he's like, it's, uh, uh, uh. He starts doing the math I have on his fingers. Uh, that sounds like a really bad lawyer. Wow. This is how she meets Tim Robbins in prison. <laughs> Jeez. What would be coming back? The Shawshank. Really the Shawshank. 
It's been like two minutes without Whoopi. I'm I'm gonna go to the theater manager and demand my money back. You promised a movie with eighty percent Whoopi. She's not in this scene. It makes it down to seventy five percent. I would like a refund. Actually, Leslie Ann Warren makes makes Whoopi and Bobcat's acting look awesome. He's upstaging Bobcat Goldwaite in acting. Now we find out that she um, opened her mouth to the cops and she explained that there was a black woman in her dental office and she let it slip that, you know, her ex-husband has all this jewelry laying around. And so then they find out, well, there was evidence of a burglary. So they're going to try to pin it on Whoopi now. Do you, do you think she's the killer, Susan Ann Warren? Uh, I can't tell you because it'll ruin it for you, but she does die in the end. <laughs> oh, all right. You know, as long as you don't ruin it for me. John Goodman. Okay, so here's John Goodman. Right. You can tell right. how he is by how fat he is. I'm telling you, this is when he was the coach in Revenge of the Nerds. He just looks this way back then. That was the thinnest he ever was. He's bigger than that in this film. Oh, wow. So check out the neighborhood. Right. Well, that place is That's almost Daily City Mission Boulevard. Yeah, maybe they're in the Excelsior. Or Castro District. Now look at that. Look how far they are. Yeah, they're down by the pan. Uh, Petrero Hill. Does Dog not pass? make sense. John Petrero. Oh yeah. Look, yeah, it's a city block without a fucking building in it. What's going on? You build a fucking condo in that space. Yeah, you wouldn't find that in 2020, would you? No so way. We well, you know there was a. a they're checking out what like, is where Whoopi, like her residence, her place of business, and they're coming up empty. So they're going to call her she had Look a record. Oh, by the way, I want to say something. So that was Dennis Richmond, Channel 2 News. On the news, they're actually talking about a string of burglaries uh, happening in like on the peninsula, which is where I am. Uh, and they say, San Carlos is on the screen, and then you can hear him actually say, Redwood City. And that's the city I live in. Wow, that's so cool. Which you love. And she, oh, and a... she actually talks about San Mateo. You call it Redwood Shitty, I remember. Redwood. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, everyone's a walnut people. Uh, stand up, Dead, right? Deadwood, Deadwood Shitty. Yeah, Deadwood, Deadwood Shitty. Deadwood Shitty. You got it. <laughs> that is the joke. Carl Carl is a doctor on my joke. She lives in the neighborhood where you can see the skyline from your house. Like up on Petrero Hill like that. It's so nice. What is that? Where's that? Okay, now the lawyer well, was just on the phone saying we should meet. And she's like, I'll call you back because she sees the cops coming. Right. But she's no fool, Whoopi Goldberg. She's got it all planned out if the cops ever come. Got her New York Police Department uh, deadbolts already. Look at these little. Those are San Francisco staircases, and the door probably has an automatic crane up in the apartment to, to open it up. 
Now she's getting herself a snack because she figures she's going to have to hide out for a long time. Thanks for everything. She had a Lunchable, she'd be done by now. More like wherever she's going, she's going to need food. Now, she hears them banging the door. Police! But she's so casual. She knows what's up. Cat and mouse game. So he gains weight throughout this movie? Yes. He ate Whoopi's snack. Well, it wasn't now, watch that this. caloric. She to kick in the door. And <laughs> she gets hurt. Yeah, the dead. <laughs> All the they neighbors are watching. Matt, oh. Goodman up with her really well. They make a good couple. Then when she falls down the stairs. Ooh, city life, nightlife. There's Cobra. Yeah, like now, but it's different neighborhoods all the time, I feel like. Right, I've noticed. Like, this one kind of looks like somewhere North near Beach. North Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of North Beach neighborhood with, like, the delis and the restaurants. Well, wait till Carl can't wait until we get to the car chase, the motorcycle chase, so we can point out all the inaccuracies. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be an exciting twenty minutes. Oh, how that can't be right there where he was, where she was, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, this movie breaks all the rules, but it's fun about it, though. I mean, like you know, you can't really fault it. Oh, there's the house from Electric Dreams. Remember when his right, computer went right. Now we have Bobcat like saying, "What? What's going on up there?" And like, "Mister, out of here." Mind your business. Sure, this is a comedy club. Go to Cops Comedy Club. I pay taxes! Now, in my opinion, <laughs> this is extraordinary overkill. They can't open the door, so they... Uh, Burn down the... Yeah! Yeah, because it's actually, you see, it was double reinforced steel doors. Oh, yeah, a lot of the apartments have those. Wait a minute. Not at all. Well, she wanted a window there anyway. She in the closet again. They freak out and start shooting. They use glee. Yeah, if you look at the wall, they have like a parishion or part in the middle of it when they're going up the staircase. It's just kind of a style, you see. So now, when the door shut, it set off this alarm, and it's really annoying them, so they finally clip it. Phew. This is really Damn. overkill, right? I mean, she's not a, you know, serial killer. She's Jigsaw from the movie Saw, and Saw 2, and Saw 3. They either shoot up or get into their eyeballs or cut their arm off. I saw two. Saw, oh, you saw two? It has Marcy Price, by the way. I don't know if that is. Huh. Good old Marcy Price. Oh, look, it's the San Francisco Gay uh, Men's Choir. <laughs> I think that's redundant, Mike. 
Oh, was the choir part? Yeah, no. Well, she didn't, was in the closet again. Okay, she was oh, in the, her, the like, safe room. Her panic room. And now she does a so very the, funny joke. I just had the floors redone. 